The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Hey, it's Mooney from the Mooniverse, and welcome to the Step Into Your Spiritual Spotlight podcast. I've taken the very best of what I've learned over the last decade of working in the spiritual industry, and now I'm bringing all the teachings, all the tools, all the resources, and all the stories to you in this podcast, where every week you'll meet a new spiritual entrepreneur who's out there doing what they love. They could be just starting out or finding big success, but I want you to connect to the stories and feel connected to the journey. I'll see you in the podcast. Hey everybody, it's Mooney and welcome to another episode of the Step Into Your Spiritual Spotlight podcast where we are learning about spiritual entrepreneurs that are out there doing the thing, right? So we're hearing about the stories and the journeys and everything that's unfolding, all the challenges, all the struggles, all the breakdowns, all the breakthroughs. And today we are joined by the boldly authentic Cynthia Fontaine. Welcome, Cynthia. Thank you so much, Mooney. I am beyond thrilled to be here. I have heard Lisa Williams rave about Mooney for years. Mooney, 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 Mooney. And when I ever had the opportunity to work with you, I thought, oh, this is a dream come true. <laughs> oh, I love Lisa. Yes, thank you so much. It, you know, this this last couple of years, especially during the pandemic, there was just so much opportunity to get amazing information in front of so many people. It it transformed the pandemic for me. I know that had I not been working with amazing people like Lisa or Radley, that I would have been like in my parents' basement, like, you know, drinking 12 bottles of wine and like yelling at people on the internet. And it really did heal me. Like all that hard work, everything that we did ended up becoming like a, a healing process for me. So I just, I, I really want to take a minute and appreciate and honor what you just said, because it was, it was a huge deal for me to, to work my way through the pandemic that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tell me a little bit about, because, you know, in this conversation, we're going to go back in the past and we're going to look toward the future, but what's right in front of you right now? Oh, what's right in front of you right now is Boldly Authentic. Yes. Tell me about Boldly Authentic. So Boldly Authentic is my brand new podcast, which is just getting ready to launch. This is my third podcast. I've been off the air for a while and I just kept getting this urge from spirit to get back out there. I had during clubhouse, uh, during COVID, I kind of secluded myself to clubhouse, which was that, you know, hip audio app that everybody was trying to get mm-hmm. into. And I spent a lot of hours on clubhouse. And I realized that there are so many people who still don't even know what clubhouse is that I needed to get back out where the rest of society was. And that's podcasting. And would you believe it? Podcasting is still growing as you know, like the, especially when it comes to, you know, there's no more Hay House Radio. 
the spiritual centers for this ty- this type of conversation doesn't exist in like a concentrated way. So there are some really cool, and I'm just going to shout out the network that I'm on, which is mindbodyspirit.fm, because first of all, it has all the DNA of Hay House Radio. Diane Ray is an amazing leader inside the spiritual community and creating these conversations. And then also just bringing life back to all of this. And you're a part of that too. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're on the network or not, all of us out there that are having these conversations and just putting it out there and sharing who we are and sharing what we believe and sharing our experiences. This is part of that greater conversation. So kudos to you. Congratulations. I'll have my energetic glass of non-alcoholic champagne that I'm cheersing to you across the universe here. (laughs) Thank you you so much. Thank you. I'm I'm excited. And, uh, you know, my previous podcasts were before podcasts were even a thing mm. and you know there was no editing there were you know now everything is professionally done so i'm excited about that and i realized wow this is actually a lot of work <laughs> oh my gosh yeah there's a whole industry around you know supporting podcasts and getting them to you know the point where like the sound is super sweet and you're stuck in it like i remember i i had to record a bunch of stuff years ago and i was trapped in this tiny little padded booth you know that you have to like shut the door yeah. And then like you record and it's like whisper quiet. And then like after a while, it starts to get a little ripe in there. And then you have to like open the door and get fresh air. <laughs> yeah, totally. And you, I'm I'm not in the podcast studio today. So you're going to hear traffic go by uh, and things like that. So um, you know, it's real life. I think that's real a, life. I tried the entire kind of like everything is perfect model of doing this. And, you know, now with with AI generated, even people and voices, when you make those little mistakes or you hear those real noises in the background, I think it like you just subconsciously everyone's like, oh, it's a real person. Oh, it's not AI. It's a real person. And so I'm excited about the imperfection of, you know, how things sound, how things look, et cetera. That's a great point. Thank you for sharing that because now I'm not going to worry so much about the little imperfections here and there. So- I know and bo- be boldly authentic. So tell me where is what what is the podcast all about? What are we doing in boldly authentic and where did the idea come from? Well, I it actually took about 7 months to get the name. The name of the podcast actually originally started out as something else. And I was working with a coach at the time and and we were, you know, creating this coaching program and this podcast and the name that it originally was just felt too contained. Mm-hmm. The original name was Intuitive Talk with Cynthia Fontaine. And I am so much more than intuitive. You know, I'm a psychic medium, but I, like many of us, have a gazillion different modalities that mm-hmm. I have studied. And I do so many different things. And, you know, and I've learned so many things so that I can help people, you know, that I have a lot of tools to be able to help people. So I started working with a new producer and she started coming into my clubhouse rooms and listening to my style and getting a feel of who I was and what I do. And she's like, oh no, intuitive talk is too mild. It's too meek for you. She's like, you're not afraid to cover any topic and you can go deep with people. She's like, you are, you are truly boldly authentic. And that's how the name came around. And I put it through all the filters, my daughter, the rest of the people around me. And they were like, yeah, we like that better. So yeah. And it just, it creates a a wider scope for the conversation, but still 
grounded in spirituality, grounded in, I mean, if you can be grounded in spirituality, grounded in spirituality, grounded in psychic mediumship, grounded in all that woo woo stuff that everyone is, you know, excited by. But at the same time, like you get to pull in so many other topics and so many other things than if it was, you know, intuitive talk. So I'm glad you made that switch. And to me, I'm, I, you know, as a, as a, as a Trekkie, I love anything where it's boldly anything to boldly go to boldly explore. So like, I think that that concept of bold, especially with us as like spiritual sensitive people and Mm -hmm. empaths and stuff like that, sometimes being bold is not in our wheelhouse. So even in the title of just encouraging people to boldly do anything can be empowering. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. And it's funny, I had a tagline that went with it because I am a total Trekkie and Star Wars and all of that. And uh, I had the tagline, a podcast where no other podcast has gone before. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) But my team thought it was a little too much. So I dropped the the tagline. I know, but it could be there. It could be there in our hearts. In our hearts. So what types of conversations are you ready to have and what should people expect out of the podcast and, and out of, you know, this experience with you? Thank you for that question. So it's going to be a partial learning platform where I love to teach and I just can't, you can't take the teacher out of me. So there'll always be some tools that people get in every show that can help them in their everyday life, because every single person on the planet is intuitive. Every person on the planet has the ability to tap into their, I call it psychic intuition, but you know, there's the hardcore people who would argue with me that psychic and intuition aren't interchangeably, but uh, I feel that they work together where, you know, intuition comes through the lower part of the body. psychic comes through the upper part of the body meets in the heart and has this beautiful blend. So that's wonderful. Sorry. I have to just like call that out. That's fantastic. I love the explanation of that, that it's like energy coming up, energy coming down, meeting in your heart. Sorry, continue. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I love that. You know, and I used to say comes through the bottom of the chakras and then comes through, but people are like, what's a chakra? So much simpler for people to understand comes through the lower part of the body and the upper part of the body meet in the heart because the heart, you know, is, is when we live in the heart, we live in a totally different place in the world. So we're going to talk a lot about your intuition, your psychic, how you can, you you know, expand them a lot on personality profiles because it helps people to understand what is their best way to start learning how to listen to their intuition and their psychic, depending on their personality profile. And then we're going to talk, we're going to go into, um, you know, everything regarding coaching. We're going to go into trauma stuff. We're going to go into meditation. And I have some wonderful guests like uh, Daniel Levent uh, is going to be on the show who was with Hay House for many years. Um, We've already recorded that episode. It's actually two episodes and those have already been recorded. So I'm excited about that. And I'm going to have a lot of, of people guest on to talk about everything in the world of basically wellness, right? Because I feel like intuition is part of a wellness conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and so everything on that sort of broad subject of wellness um, will be brought into the podcast. Maybe not all of it in season one, you know, season one is going to lean a lot into the intuition and a lot into um, personality profiles and things like that. And then 
season two, that's when things are just going to open up and I'm just going to bring everybody in. I would love to have you on the podcast. Oh my gosh. I would love to be on the podcast. What you're, what you are referencing is something that I believe for a long time that spirituality is a lifestyle, but even more so intuition is a lifestyle choice. That it's not just like, Ooh, like whenever it's super duper obvious, I'm going to trust my intuition or whenever I don't know what to do, I'm going to trust my intuition. That's part of it. But right. there's ways for you to be intuitively doing a lot of things from the minute your eyes pop open in the morning to the minute they close at night. There's ways for you to be working with your intuitive abilities. And just in the little ways that I've been doing it, it's brought me so much peace and so much comfort. And it just removes that kind of spinning, you know, like on the computer, sometimes you get that spinning beach ball of death or whatever. <laughs> you know, it just it removes that spinning feeling that you're like, oh, I'm processing. Oh, I'm trying to figure this out. Ooh, I'm no, I'm just going to trust and I'm going to know and I'm going to allow for my intuition and the universe and all of the stuff that is conspiring in my favor to just like, like we were talking about before we got started with me moving to a new office. Mm-hmm. It's like if I had trusted my intuition the whole way through, I could have saved myself all of that stress, all of the stress hormones and all of the the physical you know, feeling of that. If I could have removed that from my experience and just trusted my intuition and said, hey, it's all going to work out exactly how it's supposed to, and I'll end up where I'm supposed to be. So I endorse this so much that you are giving people an opportunity to like have this conversation and hear from people and learn about it and get coaching and get guidance. But mm-hmm. here's what I'm really curious about. Where did this start for you? Well, I have to admit, I was born no. Well, I did. I guess we do know when we're born <laughs> because we come in with all the information. Um, I was born and marked as a psychic when I was a baby. Um, I have a mark in the roof of my mouth that my grandmother would look for in all the babies that were born in the family to see if you had the psychic mark. Out of five kids in my family, my older brother and I both have the mark. And, um, so growing up, you know, I was told all the time, you're psychic, you're psychic, you're psychic. And I spent a lot of time with my grandmother who actually did this work, but she did it on a very private, private way, because in the sixties and seventies, you know, this was not cool to be sort of out in public doing this kind of work. And so I spent a lot of time with my grandmother growing up summers and weekends. And then I lived with her a couple of times and, The interesting thing, though, is she didn't teach me anything about how to read cards, how to be intuitive, how to be psychic. What she taught me was how to have a strong spiritual connection and have faith and know that we always have spirit helpers there to help us anytime. And that was the biggest, most important thing for me, because I have kind of had a bit of a crazy life. And if I hadn't had that strong foundation, believing and understanding that there's more than this physical body. And, you know, instead of going right into learning how to be a psychic, then I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't have that foundation. So I'm so grateful for that. Even though, you know, as a 15 year old, I'd be like, when are you going to teach me? (laughs) (laughs) I could just imagine like, myself in the age of, of, of 15 feeling like I knew everything already, you know, and like there's nothing, anything can teach me. Nobody can teach me anything. Once I got my learner's permit, I already know how to draw, you know, like there was very much that energy around 
that age or that period of time. And it took it. You're right. It takes life teaching you some lessons sometimes for you to be able to listen and be open to it and appreciate it. So, well, I'm just very glad that that happened for the both of us, you know, to get us there. Yeah, me too. So did you have sort of like a similar childhood with where you had that support Um, in some way? I don't, I mean, I think that I was a very sensitive and spiritually sensitive, empathic little kid. I think that before you could really realize what that was. And again, like grew up in a house that my parents were from another country. Mm -hmm. Um, They were trying to make it work here and they were doing okay. And I had, you know, two older brothers. And so there was just like a lot going on. And it's funny because I tell this story a lot about how, you know, my grandmother was very superstitious, like very, very superstitious woman. And when she caught me and the neighbor playing with a Ouija board, she got like the most upset she's ever been at me. Right. So at that time, and it was, it was interesting because she said, never, ever, ever reach through the veil because when you pull your hand back, you don't know what you'll get. And I, the way she said it and how she intonated it was that it was automatically going to be bad. So for a really long time, I didn't, like subscribe to any of that. And I was actually afraid of a lot of those things. So anytime there was like a, like a ghost thing on TV or there was like, even, even when I was in the basement by myself, I would freak out because it was thing like ringing in my ears. You don't know what you're going to bring back. You don't know what you don't reach the veil. And so it wasn't until much, 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 much later. And I learned about, you know, interpretation. And I learned about the way we interpret things, the way we internalize things and, and how, how words really, we create the meaning around the words that, that we hear, that I was able to transform that into, okay, if I strip away the context and I strip away the way she said it, then I just look at the, what she said and I reinterpret it, that when you're reaching through the veil, you don't know what you're going to bring back, could be just as positive as it could be negative. So that was the breakthrough moment for me where I was like, okay, there's something that I've always needed to explore here. I stopped because my grandmother was, I think, knew that I was open and empathic and that it would probably be too much. And so kind of tried to protect me is the way I'm interpreting it. And then I was able to finally let go of that interpretation and be able to move forward through it. That to me is how it, it like when I think about it and I say it out loud, I just kind of like breathe differently in my back relax and I'm like, yeah, this feels right. You know, intuitively, I'm like, okay, this is what happened and here's how I'm interpreting it. And it makes sense for my journey. And this is it. Right, right. And I love that, like, when you are sort of ready and mature in life experiences enough to say, wait a minute, there's got to be good in there as well, right? Because as is above, so is below, this and that are always true. There always is shadow with the light. And Mm -hmm. I totally can understand where your grandmother was coming from. Because again, back then, this stuff was still you know, and, and not everybody knew how to teach us as kids, how to be who we were to experience life as an empath or a psychic or an intuitive, they did the best they could. And for me, it worked out super well, because like I said, I, I had that really strong basis and foundation before I started, you know, delving into, well, what does it mean to be a psychic? Right. And how does that work? And, and so it, it was really great. I was really grateful for that. I wasn't always, and the funny thing is, I didn't want to do this work professionally because I had got involved with a card reader. I was married for about a year. Do you want me to tell the, do you want me, can I go into this story? Listen, whatever, be boldly authentic. <laughs> okay. So, so like how it sort of 
uh, you know, as I was, I was 22 or 23, I sort of like was kind of thought I was ready to play in the world and I wasn't sure. And, but I was going through this really difficult period in my life in my marriage where I'd been married only for a year and my husband and I at the time worked separate, different hours. So he worked nights, I worked days. We only saw each other on Sundays. It was great. And then he changed jobs and started working days and he was coming home every night intoxicated. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do or how to handle it. And after probably close to a year, I went to my grandmother, my aunt, and I said, oh my God, what do I do? My aunt said, well, go to my card reader. So I said, okay. So I went to her card reader. Well, I didn't know that just like any profession out there, whether it's doctors or lawyers or or even, you know, uh, horseback riding instructors, there are people at many different levels. And people, I did not know that people will interpret through the filter of the, the messages through the filter of their own lives. It, it was another piece of my life that was important because it made me realize that if I were going to do this work, I had to be really ethical. And one of the big pieces that made me realize that was this card reader kept predicting that my then husband was going to die in a car accident. Oh. Yeah. And he didn't. And I had a car accident driving his car and the person that I was in the accident with passed away. And it was super traumatic. It wasn't my fault, but still you can imagine. Yeah. Um, I went back to the card reader when I was able to get behind the wheel again. And I said, this has to be what you saw. And she said, no, your husband is going to die in a car accident. Since he had had five car accidents within that year, all drive drink, drinking related, it was very believable at that point. And so I made decisions in my life that I would not have made because I was giving my power completely away to this woman mm-hmm. and not knowing that the universe is always in motion and things change. Not only did he not pass away in that car accident, but he lived a full life up until sadly he passed away last year from cancer, but he was 60 years old. So 40 years, you know, so I studied with so many teachers from that point on, because I wanted to be sure that I was not going to put people in a position like that. Like I felt I was in, And so I'm really clear and strict about ethics, anybody that I work with, um, anybody that studies with me. And I'm grateful for that situation now, although, of course, I wasn't grateful when that was all going on. But now I look back and say another piece that I go, thank goodness that 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 the universe or life or the synchronicity or the divine put me in that place at that time, because one of my big missions is to teach people how to use this in your own life. Even if you come to someone like me, come to someone like you, come to someone like Lisa or Radley to take the information, don't give your power, but take the information and then make it your own, follow your own intuition, your own guidance system and never give your power away. You know, so that's been a really, that's my my biggest thing when I do this work is to help people. Don't give your power away to me or anybody else. We'll be back with more right after this break. 
Yeah. I mean, first of all, thank you for sharing that. That story, somewhere in there for everybody listening, there's going to be a moment of truth or clarity or healing or awareness. So I, I just, I have to honor you for sharing that. Thank and you. then, you know, the other part of it too, is I use that same language. I think that early, early, early on, I realized that we really have to be careful with the words that we use in this industry specifically, because other industries like personal development and coaching and health and wellness, you can get away with a little bit more yeah. hyperbole, let's put it that way. But here it feels like really intimate for some reason. And you have to be like very ethical and very careful. And part of what I try to do is to say, if this resonates with you, right. Keep exploring it. Right. You know, if something about this feels right, or if something about this is, you know, aligning with the vision of what you have, keep going. I'm, you know, I'm here, here's some resources. Here's this, here's that. If it doesn't resonate with you, go find something else keep looking. And sometimes it feels as though, what is it? Square peg, round hole. Like, you know, you're trying to say, well, I paid a lot of money for this course, or I've invested a lot of time in learning this thing. And it's not really quite working out, but I'm in it now. So I'm going to jam it in wherever I can and try to make it work. And then yeah. you end up completely muffling your intuitive abilities. Like you, you that, that voice can't be heard anymore yeah. because you're so busy piling up all these other processes on top of it. So what you're saying, I think is important for a lot of people who are beginning their journey, a lot of people who are questioning where they are at in terms of the results that they've gotten, or people who are ready to take a different journey, ones that have kind of reached a place where they're saying, okay, well, what's next? So I think this is great, like boldly authentic and the way you're describing it just meets so many different archetypes and identities of people looking for that next thing or looking for that that inner ding, as Louise Hay used to call it, yes. right? And so we're—that's all we're looking for. We just want to feel that the vibrations and the the lighting up of that inner ding. And when you find it, it's amazing. But just because it dings you now doesn't mean it's the only ding you're ever going to have. Yes, yes, totally. Because we get many dings throughout our lifetime. You know, many of them, and and so some are bigger than others. And it's important to not to just get stuck on one ding and think that's going to take your whole lifetime. I and, and that's I think where sometimes I you know those toxic spiritual people. I know you've met them. You know, yes. But like, there's those ones that were like, well, if you don't agree with me, then I can't talk to you anymore. Like, there is some of that in our industry, and I think those are the people that are holding on to this, like whatever the one thing was, and saying, yeah. okay, I'm going to make my whole life about this. I've seen people in you know, like, uh, I don't want to say the name cause I don't want to get in trouble, but, <laughs> but, you know, there's organized personal development things that happen. And a lot of them are all over the place. And I've known people in my life that have just gotten in way too deep. And I, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not going to, well, cause I'm not saying who it is. It gets culty. Like there's culty things. Yeah. And you watch these documentaries about, you know, other people that have been involved in those cults. And you're like, how on earth did that happen? Yeah. And you kind of look at it as they got the ding. It was really big. And they held on to it for as long as they could past the point of when it was healthy, past the point of when it felt natural, past the point of when it was like aligned with like the purpose of their soul and their, their intuition and like that whole thing. And so it becomes, it becomes like something else and weird and gross. And this is so funny that the conversation is going here because I almost never talk about this, but I'm being boldly authentic awesome. that I believe, you know, like the, the way that we all do spirituality, it doesn't matter like what modality you use. 
one of them is not better than the other. They can all be mixed together. You could read, you know, buttons out of a tin, you know, and that's back to my grandma with her button tin. But like just as much as you could be reading tarot or crystals or, um, you know, using your psychic abilities or chakras or whatever it is, like it doesn't matter the piece of it that matters is that it's aligned with your intuition and it's, it's your intuition kind of coming out of you. Like it's that, it's that flow or it's that, what's the word I'm looking for? The channel of that. And so I feel like as long as you can stay there and it's not about making anybody else wrong and it's not about, you know, like trying to judge anybody else's relationship with their own spirit, then you're kind of okay. You're in the, you're in the, the right zone But the minute it starts to drift into those other areas, I think it's like, I would love to be able to just get that word out of like the minute it starts to feel weird, keep looking somewhere, you know, keep looking somewhere else, keep going, keep trying to find that next thing. Don't just rest on this because it's convenient or easy. Oh, I totally 100% agree with that. And, and, you know, the thing is people get comfortable with what they're familiar, right? That's when people give their power away when they stay in a thing too long, because then, you know, they become part of the thing. And, and I probably know some of the culty things that you're talking about. And, and I've experienced a lot of those things, but, you know, I go in, I get what I need, I come out and then I go, okay, that was great. Now, what am I, what can I apply? What is not for me? And then, you know, I, move on to whatever the next ding is, whatever the next thing is. But people, a lot of people get caught up in that ding and then aren't able to get out of it. You know, oftentimes it's a security thing, you know, where maybe they have been looking for their family, their life, their whole lives, because they didn't have the kind of family they wanted when they were growing up or even as an adult, um, and maybe they have sort of found it there and that's that's a container, you know, for them. But then if for most people, that starts to become uncomfortable. And and sometimes it's hard, you know, like any cult what, where we've seen them in the news, you know, our crazy things happen. It's hard to get out of that. And, and so I encourage people, you know, don't stay with me for your whole life because I won't let you, <laughs> you know, first of all, go out and explore other things. And I I just had a student come back to me who has been with me over a period for about 10 years. And a couple of years ago, I said, you know, I think you need to go do other things now and explore other things. And she did. And and she, she took some great courses. She worked with some other teachers. And then she came back and said, yeah, but nobody's teaching what you teach on the depth and the level that you teach it. So can I please come back? And I checked in with my spirit team, my guides and that I work with, and they were like, yeah, she can come back. So it's great, though, because she went out and learned her things. And now she's pushing me to other levels because, you know, it's just sort of like how it works now. OK, what can I teach her that she doesn't already know? Uh, and so it, it's really a, it's really a cool thing. But I, I will say to people now you need to go do something else. I don't want people to become dependent on me. I want people to be able to stand on their own two feet when they walk out my door, you know, that's a virtual door or a physical door. 
Well, and and then as marketers in the spiritual industry, it's tricky because like from a marketing perspective, you want repeat customers, but from a spiritual teacher perspective, you're like fly free, right. <laughs> go and and go forth and enjoy you know this experience here on earth. So it is it is an interesting way of kind of it's it's one of those questions that we have to kind of figure out the balance of. I right. feel the same way. You know, there's a point after which people working with me, I want them to go and, and purchase other courses and work with other marketers and take all of that and merge it into the work that we've done in the Mooniverse about creating an identity around your spiritual gift and creating this kind of inner sense of knowing about this fits, this doesn't, and kind of giving you the confidence to make really big decisions so that later on, when you are working with a bigger company or you're working with an agency or you're doing any of the stuff that you have to like a producer for your podcast that right. you know how to handle that because you know how to trust your intuition you know right. how to feel through it you know how to pump the brakes when it's not aligned because that's like that for me was really hard right and I think a lot of people have that it's like yes 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 and yes and like it's all happening the way it's supposed to but if you're getting like a screeching halt instead of an inner ding you have to know how to communicate that and say, hey, this is moving in a direction that I don't feel aligned with. Can we regroup? And if the answer is yes, then great. You go in the new direction. If the answer is no, it's kind of like, all right, well, I don't know that this is where I want to go. So I'm going to have to like say goodbye here. That's a very powerful set of, of communication skills that we all need to have. Absolutely. So yeah, 100%. And this actually happened in my own life. This year when I was working with the other coach and things were not going the direction I wanted them to. And he was, had his own sort of ideas or agenda. And, and it just, I was paying him a lot of money and it just wasn't working. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and I, I kept saying, okay, this is, this is the direction that I'd like to go. This is what I'd like to get done this month. And after so many months, I finally had to say, I don't feel like this is really working, you know, and these are the reasons why. And he completely understood. And it was based on our original agreement and what, you know, I, we, he agreed to help me, the goals to help me set, we didn't hit one of them. Mm -hmm. And, and so it was a hard conversation to have, but it was a necessary conversation to have. And so those conversations are important that we do have them, but we come to those conversations from the heart rather than just going in and be like, rah, 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 rah. yeah, <laughs> having yeah. that emotional breakdown. Right. And it's yeah. like, that usually is the result of not communicating. Yeah. Right? So I, I definitely know what you're talking about. And I for sure have also experienced that. And I think every time it happens, I get better at it. Right. There are yeah. times where you communicate just a little bit and then you have a blow up. And then there are times that you don't communicate at all. And you have like a mega blow up. And and now it's starting to get to the point at the tender age of 41, like that I'm able to get to a place, even though sometimes it doesn't work out, but get to a place where you can say, hey, this isn't working for me. It doesn't feel aligned. There's nothing that can be said or done to change the way I feel about it. And in this moment, I'm going in this direction. Thanks so much. Like to be able to practice even saying those things and have that in your, your like in your back pocket for these situations is so important. It is in, in everyday life, you know, it, it's important in friendships and with your boss, with uh, every part of your life, it's important to have, be able to have that conversation. And, you know, I think people get balled up because especially 
empaths and sensitive people, because I know there'll be a lot of empaths and sensitive people and intuitives who see this podcast. It's hard because we don't want to hurt somebody else's feelings. And we're hurting our own instead. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. How ridiculous. How All right. Ridiculous. So how do people find you and work with you? Because there's so much to explore. I think if people are coming to you, so where do they go? What do they do? Where can they find you? Super easy. CynthiaFontaine.com. Um, on Clubhouse, Cynthia Psychic. Um, all, if they go to my website, all the social media links are there. And then um, I also have a podcast with the podcast. A, a membership is starting. Um, so they'll find that on Patreon. And that is called Boldly Authentic. So I like to keep things simple, uncomplicated. That way people don't have to try. What was that again? Super simple. Awesome. I love that. And good luck with the podcast. I think by the time this airs, you'll be a couple months in. Uh, so that'll be really fun. And then I will join you on your podcast soon. Let me know when we can do that. Just shoot me an email. And everybody who's listening, um, go and follow Cynthia. Go find her at CynthiaFontaine.com. Check out Boldly Authentic. Start to think about areas in which maybe you've been holding on to a, a ding a little bit too long and it's time to like let that go and find something else and be boldly authentic in your spiritual journey. Cynthia, thank you so much. Mooney, thank you so much. It's been a sheer pleasure being here with you today and working with you as well. I'm thank you, thank absolutely you. loving the courses that you're you're offering. Oh, thank you so much. And I'll geek out with you a little bit. Live long and prosper. <laughs> Live long and prosper. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Step Into Your Spiritual Spotlight podcast with me, the Mooniverse, and another spiritual entrepreneur that's making a big difference in the world. To find out more, visit www.themooniverse.com. That's T-H-E-M-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-E.com. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.